Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 15 of An Alarm to the Unconverted by Richard Baxter. Brother Baxter has just asked, but why is it that God will reason the case with man? And we start with his second answer to that question. Number two. At least men shall see that God did require nothing of them that was unreasonable, but that whatever he commandeth them and whatever he forbiddeth them, he hath all the right reason in the world on his side, and they have good reason to obey him, but none to disobey. And thus even the damned shall be forced to justify God and confess that it was but reason that they should have turned to him, and they shall be forced to condemn themselves and confess that they have little reason to cast away themselves by the neglecting of his grace in the day of their visitation. Use. Look up your best and strongest reasons, sinners, if you will make good your way. You see now with whom you have to deal. What sayest thou? unconverted, sensual wretch. Darest thou venture upon a dispute with God? Art thou able to confute him? Art thou ready to enter the lists? God asketh thee, why wilt thou die? Art thou furnished with a sufficient answer? Wilt thou undertake to prove that God is mistaken? And that thou art in the right? Oh, what an undertaking is that? Why, either he or you is mistaken. When he is for your conversion and you are against it, he calls upon you to turn and you will not. He bids you do it presently, even today, while it is called today, and you delay and think it time enough hereafter. He saith, it must be a total change, and you must be holy and new creatures and born again. And you think that less may serve the turn, and that it is enough to patch up the old man without becoming new. Who is in the right now? God or you? God calleth on you to turn and to live a holy life, and you will not. By your disobedient lives, it appears you will not. If you will, why do you not? Why have you not done it all this while? And why do you not fall upon it yet? Your wills have the command of your lives. We may certainly conclude that you are unwilling to turn when you do not turn. And why will you not? Can you give any reason for it? that is worthy to be called a reason. I, that am but a worm, your fellow creature, of a shallow capacity, dare challenge the wisest of you all to reason the case with me while I plead my master's cause, and I need not be discouraged when I know I plead but the cause that God pleadeth and contend for him that will have the best at last. Had I but these two general grounds against you, 
I am sure that you have no good reason on your side. Number one, I am sure it can be no good reason, which is against the God of truth and reason. It cannot be light that is contrary to the sun. There is no knowledge in any creature, but what it had from God, and therefore none can be wiser than God. It were damnable presumption for the highest angel to compare with his creator. What is it then for a lump of dirt, an ignorant sot, that knoweth not himself, nor his own soul, that knoweth but little of the things which he seeth, yea, that is more ignorant than many of his neighbors, to set himself against the wisdom of the Lord. It is one of the fullest discoveries of the horrible wickedness of carnal men and the stark madness of such who sin, (coughs) that so silly a mole dare contradict his maker and call in question the word of God. Yea, that those people in our parishes that are so beastly ignorant that they cannot give us a reasonable answer concerning the very principles of religion are yet so wise in their own conceit that they dare question the plainest truths of God, yea, contradict them and cavil against them when they can scarce peak sense and will believe them no farther than agreeth with their foolish wisdom. Number two, and as I know that God must needs be in the right, so I know the case is so palpable and gross, which he pleadeth against, that no man can have reason for it. Is it possible that a man can have any good reason to break his master's laws and reason to dishonor the Lord of glory and reason to abuse the Lord that bought him? Is it possible that a man can have any good reason to damn his own immortal soul? Mark the Lord's question. Turn ye, turn ye, why will ye die? Is eternal death a thing to be desired? Are you in love with hell? What reason have you willfully to perish? If you think you have some reason to sin, should you not remember that death is the wages of sin? Romans 6.23 And think whether you have any reason to undo yourselves body and soul, forever. You should not only ask whether you love the adder, but whether you love the sting. It is such a thing for a man to cast away his everlasting happiness and to sin against God that no good reason can be given for it. But the more anyone pleads for it, the more mad he showeth himself to be. Had you a lordship or a kingdom, offered to you for every sin that you commit, it were not reason but madness to accept it. Could you, by every sin, obtain the highest thing on earth that flesh desireth? It were of no considerable value to persuade you in reason to commit it. If it were to please your greatest and dearest friends or obey the greatest prince on earth, or to save your lives, or to escape the greatest earthly misery. All these are of no consideration to draw a man in reason to the committing of one sin.
if it were a right hand or a right eye that would hinder your salvation, it would be the gainfulest way to cast it away rather than go to hell to save it. For there is no saving apart when you lose the whole. So exceeding great are the matters of eternity that nothing in this world deserveth once to be named in comparison with them, nor can any earthly thing, though it were life or crowns or kingdoms, be a reasonable excuse for matters of so high and everlasting consequence. A man can have no reason to cross his ultimate end. Heaven is such a thing that if you lose it, nothing can supply the want or make up the loss. And hell is such a thing that if you suffer it, nothing can remove your misery or give you ease and comfort. And therefore, nothing can be a valuable consideration to excuse you for neglecting your own salvation. For saith our Savior, What shall it profit a man to win all the world and lose his own soul? Mark 8, 36. O oh, sirs, did you but know what matters they are we are now speaking to you of? The saints in heaven have other kinds of thoughts of these things. If the devil could come to them that live in the sight and love of God and should offer them a cup of ale or a whore or merry company or sport to entice them away from God and glory, I pray you tell me, how do you think they would entertain the motion? Nay, if he should offer them to be kings on the earth, do you think this would entice them down from heaven? Oh, with what hatred and holy scorn would they disdain and reject the motion? And why should you not do so that have heaven open to your faith if you had but faith to see it? There is never a soul in hell but knows by this time that it was a mad exchange to let go heaven for fleshly pleasure, and that it is not a little mirth or pleasure or worldly riches or honor or the goodwill or the word of men that will quench hellfire or make him a savor that loseth his soul. Oh, if you had heard what I believe, if you had seen what I believe, and that on the credit of the word of God, you would say there can be no reason to warrant a man to damn his soul. You durst not sleep quietly another night before you had resolved to turn and live. If you see a man put his hand into the fire till it burn off, you marvel at it. And this is a thing that a man may have reason for, as Bishop Cranmer had when he burnt off his hand for subscribing to popery. If you see a man cut off a leg or an arm, it is a sad sight. But this is a thing a man may have good reason for, as many a man doth to save his life. If you see a man give his body to be burnt to acid and to be tormented with strapidos and racks and refuse deliverance when it is offered. This is a hard case to flesh and blood. 
but this is a man may have good reason for, as you may see in Hebrews eleven thirty three through 36 and as many a hundred martyrs have done. But for a man to forsake the Lord that made him, and for a man to run into the fire of hell when he is told of it, and entreated to turn that he may be saved, this is a thing that can have no reason in the world that is reason indeed to justify or excuse it. For heaven will pay for the loss of anything that we can lose to get it, or for any labor which we bestow for it. But nothing can pay for the loss of heaven. This concludes episode 15 of An Alarm to the Unconverted by Richard Baxter.